Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend, Teresa. How you doing, Teresa? I'm good, Panda. How are you? Well, Teresa, I hung out with my sister last night, and my sister is a middle school teacher. Her students are like 12, and she told me... <laughs> Something that she overheard from her students. And the moment that I heard it, I knew that I needed to tell this to you. So are you ready? Yes, please do. She told me that she overheard her students calling each other furries. Oh, (laughs) tell me more. Worth being like, you're a furry. No, you're a furry. That is so funny. Oh, my God. And your sister is aware of what furries are, right? I'm assuming she is, since she's related to you. <laughs> yes, she... My sister is a bit of a, a, a normie, quote-unquote. But uh, she does know what furries are. And she was like, I'm kind of hoping they just don't know what that means. And I'm like, Ashley, they're 12. They, they know. know what they know what furries are nice try oh god that's so funny see now i would have been like so what's your persona then and just would have caused mass chaos (laughs) no no you can't be the teacher that knows about furries oh but you can be that was me at joanne i was the one who knew like all of the terrible geeky stuff and like cosplayers would come in specifically looking for me they're like where's Teresa she'll know what to do and I was like (laughs) here we go and like they just knew they just knew to ask me like people would come in like we've never even fucking seen before and they're like hey are you the one who cosplays I'm like fuck yeah I am I'm like okay cool I don't know what to do for this and I just like stare at what they needed to do and be like uh and like I'm not as good at doing that as like my mom is but apparently i'm pretty good at it because i'll like suggest something if you're like oh my god that's such a good idea blah 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 and i'm like thanks maybe you are good at it lisa maybe maybe i just cry every time i sew like i guess i feel like that's that from what i've heard Sounds like a universal cosplayer experience. Yeah, I guess, but it's like guarantee every time I fucking sew, I cry. It's bad. Um, but one time I was working the cutting table and I was, uh, if any of you have ever been to Joanne, technically you're supposed to ask, what are you making today? Like you're supposed to interact with your customers and stuff like that. And I was the only one who really truly enjoyed asking people what they're making. And I was like, oh, what are you making? To this 12 year old. And he's like, do you know what the furry fandom is? And I was like, <laughs> yes. And he looked at me and he's like, tell me what it is. And I was like, excuse me? Like, I don't need to prove it to you that I know what a furry is. And his brother was like, yo, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> like, he knows what it is. And I was like, thank you. I'm not going to like. And But he was making a head. Like, this was a 12-year-old fursuiter. And I was like, not prepared for that answer at all the idea of a 12 year old trying to make the first fursuit is kind of adorable i mean he like seemed pretty legit like he knew what he was doing from what he was telling me so that was like scared me even more but <laughs> this is powerful energy coming yeah. off this child i mean there it doesn't surprise me that there are 12 year old furries honestly because like let's be real there's 12 year olds into worship 
but I still was like, oh, good God. Oh, good God. What have I done? <laughs> like, asking him, I was like, oh, no. But, uh, yeah. Very big mistake. It was big mistake. But here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are a real podcast about fake podcasts. And, Panda, I think it's my turn, right? Lay one on me, Tease. Oh, worm. Today's one of those days where I'm like, I don't want a podcast. I just want to shit talk. Let me open up my bag of tricks. Oh, wait, nope. Those are notes for articles I want to write. Here we go. Oh, podcast idea. I wrote down my best worst idea ever. So people like telling stories about uh, ideas that they thought were a really great idea, but they turned out really horribly or things that they thought were like going to be really bad, but ended up being like a really successful something or another kind of deal. I thought it'd be a really fun, like story share podcast idea. Okay. Do you like, um, like an example? You know, I was thinking about this while I was pooping a few days ago. I don't remember what made me think of that podcast idea at all and something that uh you thought was going to be terrible and it turned out great oh comic-con saturday 2018 you oh oh you mean the one that's already passed yeah this one was what did you do so i hate comic-con with a burning passion and it's pretty well known that I do, but yet I still go. <laughs> so this year, I first I got interviewed by the news. That was kind of wild. And then I ended up on the local news. What did they interview you about? They interviewed me about Comic-Con. They were like on the showroom floor and they asked us like what we thought about Comic-Con and like how long have we been going and like who we were cosplaying and stuff like that. And Audrey and I weren't cosplaying together, but a lot of people thought we were because she was Coronation Starscream and I was Sakura Tokyo Mew Mew. So I was wearing purple. So a few people thought I was Galvatron. (laughs) So um, we kept making jokes of... uh, I'm Galvatron, but the most important, so that was kind of funny that that happened because Audrey and I seriously like thought it was the funniest thing that they, out of all people, interviewed us like notorious Comic-Con haters. After that, I got to meet the creator of Beck Mongolian Shop Squad and I didn't cry, but I thought I was going to while like most people just had like signboards for him to sign or like wanted him to sign like just the the because they gave out enamel pins so now I have a Beck enamel pin on my bag that's dope yeah I'm so excited it's it's the dog it's Beck so a lot of people just like brought signboards that you could buy from book off or kino and uh get them signed so for instance the two guys in front of me uh actually worked for comiXology so they were like talking to me about the whole weekend how they were like security and stuff like that and he was such like a really cool dude so they're like yeah we want to get stuff signed by him so they bought the boards and one guy got the main character and one guy got the main guitarist of the band and i show up and i'm like i pull out all three of my cds so there is cds yeah so since beck is a anime about a band they released multiple albums so they're and they actually created a record label for these albums okay yeah so there's beck which is the main soundtrack which is like the actual soundtrack of the anime itself 
and then there's Keith, which is the bonus album, essentially. And uh, what's rumored is that half of the songs on there would have been what would have been uh, songs for season two, but season two never happened. R.I.P. Yeah, so for instance, there's this one song listed on there called Brightest, and that would have been Baby Star in the if anybody's read back that would have been baby star and baby star is like supposed to be like the turning point song for the band and it's like the song that like finally makes them like consider themselves as really good and stuff like that and the first time i listened to that and like after i knew that information i cried (laughs) which is really embarrassing but then after that there's also that grateful sound tribute and the grateful sound tribute is different like artists just in the game kind of deal doing uh recording songs like with a similar Beck vibe and stuff like that or bands who've worked with Beck and like work to create Beck and stuff like that so the Grateful Sound tribute album is something really hard to find and I actually bought it off of Joust like I got really lucky and I bought it off of Joust and so when I was there and like I guess a lot of people have Beck and Keith because it was it's pretty easy it's readily available in the states but not the Grateful Sound album so I pull my Grateful Sound album and he just like kind of holds it and he's like I mean granted he like asked it to the translator to translate it to me but he's like how did you find this like I did the art for this I didn't think I'd see anybody have this in the United States blah 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 I was like oh I dropped a lot of money on it and like then the translator was like really invested by what merchandise I had so I had to like tell her that I had two shirts and I had like one of the scale shirts and I had um some of the pins like some of the collection pins and stuff like that and how I have like my one pin of the teacher signed by the English voice actor. And she was like, they were so impressed that I was like Beck fan 420 over here. Like, <laughs> and how, okay. After this recording, you have to change your Twitter name to Beck fan 420. Oh, bitch. I'll do it right now. You impressed Harold. I impressed how old, how old, I, like they were so excited that I would like it was one of those like we both were excited that like a he had a fan that that was this passionate about the series and like that I was there to like you know what I mean like it was a good moment like everybody I was happy they were happy and then after that I bought a soda and a thing of Chex Mix for nine dollars and got really emotional while playing food fantasy so is that like a is that like a reference? It's a gotcha game. Yeah. It just I like kind of like hid behind um actually the giant ass merch booth in um so Comic Con has like its own special merch booth, like right as soon as you walk in kind of deal. Yeah. I just like kind of hid because like I was hungry and I wanted to sit and Audrey went to an IDW panel, so I just kinda hid. But then after that, we just like spent a lot of time like we just kinda hung out and like we walked around and it was like a really low stress thing and um I bumped into a few friends. And then after that, we got dinner. And then the next day, we went to New York Anime Festival, which is like an add-on to Comic-Con. And people kept thinking that we were not what we were cosplaying. So we were, so Audrey's friend Chris and I were both cosplaying Dora Hey Dora together. And I was cosplaying Fujita, who has a really long nose. And Chris was cosplaying Dr. Fox. And Dr. Fox has like uh, a facial tattoo kind of deal and it's like a lot of dots so people kept thinking chris was pinhead like hellraiser pinhead <laughs> one guy asked me if i was Usopp one piece because of my nose and i was like no 
no, I'm, I'm not. And so the two of us kind of like laughed at that. But Audrey was Usagi and she got a lot of photos. And I bought a Sans Undertale charm. So I'm going to put that next to my Family Guy Funniest Moments charm on my DS. <laughs> I need to see your Family Guy Funniest Moments charm. Because I don't think I can find it right now. Boop, 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 boop. Time to carry my... Comixology was putting on the the Beck stuff. Yeah, Comixology. Because um, Comixology is doing like a re-upload of all of their stuff digitally. Oh. So I guess it was in order to promote a, the selling of all of Beck, but also like on Comixology. But also, November 2019 is going to be Beck's 20th anniversary. Ooh. So... Yeah, for the manga, at least. Where Do you I think it's possible that if they drum up enough interest that they'll maybe make season two of the anime? Or is that like a lot? Oh, of I doubt it. I doubt it. Because the anime came out in 2004, 2003, 2004, 2005, maybe. Was that? Oh. I didn't realize it was uh, old. Yeah, it's, it's older. Uh, oh, boy. Time to sift through all these charms. I don't have my charms attached to my DS right now. Found it. Because I want to rearrange them and clean off some of them so maybe today i'll start cleaning off my time. sorry i'm like asmr channel over here with all these fucking charms <laughs> we're gonna count how many charms i have oh boy oh boy it's gonna be a fun one a light count. yeah I, I mean not here on the podcast because these are also i have two bags of my charms right now one is what charms are clean and what charms need to be cleaned kind of thing. So I'm going to actually probably today. Fuck, fuck I don't take out. enough of my charms out in public to need to clean them. Well, a lot of the rubber straps get dirty. So oh, yeah. I just want to give the rubber straps a little, just like a scrubby. I don't scrubby have as boy. many rubber straps as I do like acrylic charms. Oh, I have a lot. You don't have any? They're like pretty here i'll like send you a picture of what i mean by a rubber strap yeah, i know what you mean like i've i've seen that i just tend to buy charms from like artists rather than uh, like official merch most of the time so i usually end up with acrylic charms i have a lot of acrylic charms i've but, seen uh, i mean i kind of just like buy like you're gonna oh, damn it you're not even gonna witness me do it at my nyc because i'm not gonna have any fucking money Unless I miraculously get the fucking um, tech job. You'll like see me be like, uh, uh, <laughs> like debating if I should buy something or not. And so, yeah, welcome to our uh, charm podcast where I talk about. Podcast idea. Podcast where you take every single one of your charms and each episode is about a different charm and you talk about when you got it and why you if got I remember it. who the artist is. Just like, hey guys, it's this charm and it's a somebody was saying yesterday that I shouldn't do it AMSR Star Candle Star Candles Star Castles account. And I was what? like, that would be hilarious. Would an ASMR Star Castles account be? Okay, here. It would be me being like, hey guys, so today we're going to use, we're going to explore this Star Castle. And then you're going to hear like a clack, clack as I try to fucking open it with the key. Because... <laughs> technically you're not supposed to open them unless you have the key but in reality it's you can pretty much open it with anything 
as long as it's like has a strong enough hit to just click back a mechanism. But as a kid, I was like, this is unpenetrable without a key. And opening my Cinderella star castle. Oh, the keys are really cute for that set too. And um, two out of the three castles that I own have their keys with them. Um, the one that you got me still has uh, the key and like even the charms attached to it. And the bubble castle that I have has the key, but not like the charm and the thingy, but then clack clack. And so if I were to use, let's say the, the, the bubble castle, we could actually put bubbles in one of the little things and turn it on and then make it blow bubbles. Mm-hmm. And so it would be me mumbling, oh boy, I hope the mechanism isn't corroded. <laughs> and like, I so I actually have, so with the bubble castle, I got really lucky and I actually have the original bubbles that came with the castle itself. So, I mean, I wouldn't use those bubbles, but I could show pictures of those bubbles and, and stuff like that. So I could talk about the bubbles and then we could do a little close up zoomy to hearing the mechanism. And then we could get some little like tappy taps going on the plastic or if I had the um if we use the gem castle the little click 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 of me turning on the lights and describing the lights and how bright they shine I could probably do it really easily but also like what a fucking niche goddamn ASMR channel (laughs) it's the most tease idea I've ever heard yeah it would be really fucking funny if I did, but it's possible. And then that would also fund my Star Castle collection that I want to expand so badly. Oh, I just got the picture of your Family Guy funny moments charm. The guy who sold it to me will be at Anime NYC. That's incredible. Jimmy's about to bring my breakfast in here and I'm going to show him the charm. Nice. This is also the same guy that made the Crunchyroll X-Kiss anime Best Friends Forever t-shirt that got a cease and desist. The ones that got banned. Yeah, and he said that he's going to reprint them, but just like with Crunchyroll and and Kiss anime, like blocked out, but you can still tell who it is kind of deal. Yeah. And he also is going to have a a WinRAR shirt too. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so he'll be at a anime nyc and i'm really excited for that because i really want that shirt that was a good shirt it was there's a lot of really good artists at anime nyc this year Teresa has this is that your skin is the background yes i'm not wearing pants jimmy (laughs) minor interruption by jimmy bringing me grits i've never had grits by jimmy he's gone (laughs) i love how he's like is that your skin yes of course it is (sighs) you expect from me okay so i do have a real podcast idea though oh cool Uh, wait do we even want to think of an idea for this podcast name we should probably um i mean worst best worst idea ever could just be it honestly yeah that. or you could do like great idea bad execution or something like that maybe oh yeah i think that's the name of a subreddit Oh, or even like expectation versus reality. Oh, yeah, I think that's I think that fits. Yeah. But my idea was one that I got from actually that I got from Jimmy last night. It's okay. So you remember like in the 90s and early 2000s when like every movie that came out had a really shitty video game adaptation yes this idea would be like 
every week going through and <laughs> watching the movie and then playing the game <laughs> and then talking about the execution from movie to game. God, that's excellent. I love that. Because <laughs> some of those games... <laughs> It's just like it's just ridiculous. Like the ET game, like one of the worst games ever made, is just like you're just like a little blob of pixels that fakely looks like ET, and you don't even do anything from the movie. I I love that, and that's what I'm here for. My cousin was afraid of ET. Have I ever told you that? No. What? She still is. Yeah, my cousin is afraid of ET. That's and wild. I don't. Uh, I think it's because she went on the ET ride in Universal. I love the ET ride in Universal. And back in the day, remember how like ET actually used to like turn around and like kind of like be scared. So he turned around to look at you guys. So in turn, it was a little bit of a jump scare. Mm-hmm. That is what struck her fear, and it's been like a lifelong thing. And I've always fucking loved ET. So I actually have an ET doll from like the ride, like from Universal and stuff like that. And I actually had to, like, hide it because my cousin was afraid of it. And so it's, like, in my guest bedroom closet now. Like, you guys can probably, you guys will sleep in my guest bedroom, so you'll see it. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love the ET ride at Universal. I went to Universal recently, and I didn't get to ride it. We didn't have time. Oh, Oh, no. I haven't been to Universal in a really, really long time. I think last time I went, I was 10. We got to go and you can pretend like you're going to visit your dad and see him for minutes and then we can fuck off to Universal. Yeah. And then we can go to the, the spot itself where, you know, I had to do it to him happen. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was in Orlando. It's it's like in Tampa, which is where my dad lives. So we can just go visit my dad for like a hot minute and then just go go to the site. I think that's what word I was going to say. Take our pilgrimage. Ground zero. That's what I was going to call it. (laughs) (laughs) Hollow ground. Where he did it to him. Oh my god. So what would you call this podcast? This episode, guys, sorry. But this episode purposely, we're like, we're just going to blow this episode off. So uh, tell me, Pand. I mean, we sort of. We did two ideas. That's enough. (laughs) Um, what, What do you have in idea for this episode name wise i don't know i've been trying to come up with one you can call it 8-bit movie Ooh, i like that uh-huh or i was gonna say like gamer movie but that's a bad one or like even you die in the game you die for real you die in the movie you die for real Ooh, that's kind of good i like that that's like kind of meta i'm here for that answer die in the game you die for real Did you ever play movie video games, Teresa? So I didn't, despite being an only child, I didn't get into video games seriously until I was in high school. Yeah. So I, for instance, I had a SNES, but I didn't really play it that much. And now I'm kind of sad that I don't have it anymore because I could have played like so many other games on it type deal. Now that I like have an appreciation for the SNES and I want the SNES classic. So we had a SNES like as a kid, but I didn't really, so I had like really weird, I only had three games and I had weird ones. So I really didn't like get the concept of them. So I didn't play it that much. So we got rid of it. Cause like my dad's friend just gave it to my dad. I was like, here, take it. And I only had like a Tasmanian devil game, a bowling game. And then 
Actually, I had four games. The Mario with Yoshi in it and Mario Kart, and that's it. And so, like, obviously, like, I understood Mario Kart and I understood Mario itself, but it's not fun when you don't have people to play it with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, my mom really wasn't good at them, so she didn't want to play them with me and stuff like that. So I never really grew up playing, like, children's targeted video games. However, I did play a lot of CD-ROM games. I had a Powerpuff Girls game that I was really into, and I was really into Roller Coaster Tycoon, and I still am, let's be real. Um, I'm like a very Sims person. Oh, I was really into Sims too. Like, oh boy, there is. I never got into The Sims. I was, so I didn't really care about Sims 1 that much. I had like friends and co- like my co- same cousin who was afraid of ET. She was four years older than me. She was really into Sims, and which got me into Sims, but then I also had a childhood friend. Sorry for the interruption. It's laundry day, baby. So growing up, I had a friend who was into Sims herself. So we played a lot of like Sims making magic and stuff like that uh, when I was a kid. But I didn't play Sims myself until Sims 2. To go back to like video game that was made after movies, I really didn't have a whole lot. But I can definitely appreciate them. And my cousins had a few of them. So played some of those. Like I watched. I was a really big video game watcher more than anything growing up so yeah long story short (laughs) i played some of the harry potter games okay for the ps2 and i remember it was really fun in like the first game when Uh you got your broom and you could fly now and like fly everywhere that was like my favorite thing to do was just did you have the quidditch game no i didn't but i wanted to get it my cousin had it and he got it for Christmas one year and my grandparents had an Xbox in their basement. They actually still do. And like, it was kind of like a, oh, that's so funny. Now I'm getting flashbacks. So they didn't have a whole lot of games in there, but they did have like the series of unfortunate events movie game, oh the SpongeBob God. movie game. And then there was the Quidditch cup game. I think somebody I knew had the series of unfortunate events game, but I don't know who. Oh, damn. I mean, it kind of was... It was kind of corny and it was kind of a little broken, but I had fun playing it. I played it sometimes. What kind of game was it? It just was like a, you like went through each, like each house was a level, like each family member. And uh, it kind of corresponded a little bit with like the movie itself. Uh, I've only read the first book, so I really can't say if it corresponds well with the book. So like, for instance, the thing I most vividly remember is the pasta Putinesca scene in the movie. (laughs) So, for instance, when they're going to make the pasta putnesca in the game, they have to climb around Count Olaf's house and look for pasta putnesca ingredients and stuff like that. So it's kind of, I don't really remember a whole lot about it except the pasta putnesca scene of the game. But then in the Spongebob movie, um, there's a lot of like, get through these hoops in this amount of time. Oh, I like the Spongebob movie game. Yeah. And realization that I did, in fact, play that game. Yeah. And that was like... I went balls to the wall with that part. And like, I kept dying. I remember and being like getting far and then like being off from one and then suffering the Quidditch world cup game. The first time we ever played it, the game glitched out and the snitch never dropped. So Ruh-roh. we got to like, yeah. So we got to like zero to like, apparently after a hundred points, the snitch would like escape kind of deal. And we got to like a hunt, like we would reach for the snitch to hit and whatever. And then it just never dropped. 
So um, we actually had to restart. And we were all like upset. We're like, why isn't this working? Like, why isn't this dropping? And then eventually we just like restarted the game and it worked. But it was like, of course, the first game that we all like watched and played together kind of deal was what was goofed up. Do you have a specific one in mind that you like fondly remember besides the E.T. one? Well, I don't really. I've only heard of the E.T. game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've never actually played it, but it's just it's notorious for being like. One of the worst video games ever. Made. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, the ET video game, and it was all dumped in a, a landfill. My bad. Yeah, yeah, but I did really like the SpongeBob game, the SpongeBob movie game, and I liked yeah. the Harry Potter games. And I mm-hmm. feel like I had another video game adaptation of. I had oh, this isn't for a movie, but I had like a uh, a CD ROM game for like X Men Evolution, the oh. the animated TV series that okay. had some games on it, and I don't really remember much about it, but I was really into X Men Evolution, so I was really about it. I think mm-hmm. it came in like a cereal box or something. It was one That's of those. so funny. Yeah, there was definitely a few like that. There's like not a whole lot of them. I mean, there are for DS, but I never bought them for DS because I didn't get a DS until I was fourteen. So uh, I kind of missed the age boat for games like that on the DS. However, there is a Puffy Amiyumi DS game. Oh my God. And every time I see it used, I always think about buying it, but I stop myself. I mean, oh, duh. There's like the Ham Ham Heartbreak games and stuff like that. Ham Ham Heartbreak is a good game. It's a fucking phenomenal game. Teresa, before we go... Yeah. Can we have a quick anime corner for a minute? Yeah, what's up? Okay, so I've been watching Dragon Pilot. Huh? Okay, so I really like Dragon Pilot. Like, really cute. Yeah. And I like the, some of the story. There are parts of it uh-huh. that I think are kind of whack, but like... I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. I like a lot of the story, but why is it gotta be like that? I know. It's so disappointing because I was like, fuck, yeah. Well, here's the thing, listeners. If you've not watched Dragon Pilot 1, Dragon Pilot's actually really good, so I would recommend watching it. But you should watch it with this warning in mind, which is that it seems like a normal-ass anime. Like, even, like, the fan service stuff isn't really that bad when it happens. Mm -hmm. But... There are also sequences where, see, to pilot the dragons, the dragon has to eat them and put them in their stomach. And so it's very, it's very vory. It's not even just the fact that they're getting eaten. It's like you see them like inside the dragon's stomach and it's very... Dragon for dragon for four. And it's really gross. And I don't, it's so difficult because other than that, like, I can almost pretend that I'm watching a normal anime until they show them inside the stomach. I'm deeply uncomfortable. That's hilarious because that doesn't even affect me. It's so gross. What beefs me is the romance subplot that gets introduced, like, episode seven. That was uh, what I was referring to when I said parts of the story are whack. Yeah, so you are lulled into this, like, false sense of security that this is about women 
befriending women and being strong and like granted it's it's uh it's low-key military uh i don't want to say military propaganda but it's kind of like military like um, propaganda ish it's it's a little like idolization i'm gonna say yeah i was like fuck yeah like i can really get behind this i love me first of all futomomo (laughs) what a fucking unit it gets messy because it's like you need to like nobody you can't fall in love with anybody ever or else your dragon will hate you (laughs) and your dragon won't eat you anymore and then you can't fly it and i'm like what (laughs) then there's like this middle schooler she's not a middle schooler she's a high schooler who has like a mega crush on one of the guys and like it's really awkward and oh now has the crush on the guy that makes the costumes Oh, yeah, that's kind of gross, too. My friend calls him Aizawa, but with fashion. <laughs> he is fashion, Aizawa. Let's be real. He is. He is. So there are a few things in it that's, like, kind of not cool. But I I really liked it. The thing is, I really like it. But, like, then I it'll really do like shit. It. And I'm like, why does why does it have to be this way? I just love Futomomo so much. I also, I really kid. like... I like Futamomo and I like his whatever her, his pilot's name is. I don't remember. Her name is Hitomi. She's my favorite. Yeah, Hitomi. Too. Okay. I really like them. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like we almost had a character, a fat character in an anime that wasn't just a joke about being fat. But yeah. They still keep like bringing it back to like, I don't know, like the 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 way that she talks about things and people and her dragon and the way that the show treats her it's like you still gotta make her a fat joke huh yeah fuck buddy i sure do and she's not even necessarily fat she's just a little bit wider but i still love her. i do i love her like she's so cute and sweet and like when she gets so upset because lesbian chan doesn't want her dragon to be a dragon like But I mean, yeah, I guess. But yeah, Dragon Pilot's weird, but it's not. It's listen, it's not the best thing I've ever watched, but it was something that I needed, you know? Like, it's so cute. Like, the dragon designs are all good. Like, I like the art style. Yeah, agreed. But it's got these weird romance things in it and then also the vor stuff the jojo um the jo, not jojo um oh my god the occult lady is good oh yeah no spoilers though but the occult lady yeah, is no, good cool. I like her. okay um, now that we've now that we've digressed we can end <laughs> because you know yeah. the, it's not like the show is just one digression after the other <laughs> if you would like to follow us on twitter you can do that at Fresh Pod Market. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Mpandanata. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Teresa? You can follow me at the same place always at Vicuna, V I C U N A D. Now, Beckham MCS Van 420 is my display name. So. Oh boy. That's, that's me. If you would like to follow us on our Tumblr, that is Fresh Podcast Market at Tumblr, or you can email us with ideas at freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. You can also email us if you would like to come on the show because 
I mean, you know, we'll have you. It's fun. It'll be fun. We have fun here. And our next episode after this will be an in-person episode yeah. where Panda and I will be recording in my own home together. It's going to be so good. I'm going to bring two microphones and then you can use – you have like a headset or whatever. I'm just using headphones with a microphone attached yeah. to it. You can just use your little headphones and then I'll have my microphone. And then when we, when we make your friends come on the show, we'll let them use the other microphone. Perfect. That works for me. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm so excited. Okay. I'm so excited too. Guys, we're going to like next week's episode is just literally, first of all, so we're going to, there's going to be six people in my house. So we're going to be taking turns with who our special guest is. So we're going to like bully people to be on the show with us. But chances are all probably two fucking, you know, we should just have two episodes. We should have a bonus episode where it's just us talking about the con, like Sunday night type deal. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Definitely. The con and then also um, like what we did in the city the day before. And, I like, figure we can record like with your friends uh, before the con and then uh, or like during the con, like during the weekend or whatever. Yeah. And then we can record a retrospective afterwards. Hell yeah. Sounds good to me. Whatever happens, you'll get you'll get something out of us. Oh, and also I'm going to have. A surprise announcement in that episode but you don't get to know what it is because it's a surprise for you what a surprise for me yep. and you don't get to know until we record oh. we're oh, a kofi supported podcast if you would like to support us you can do that at ko-fi.com slash fresh podcast market where you can support us for three dollars at a time and we greatly appreciate your support but we will always be free to listen to and download. Yeah. And if you liked our theme song, that was Cul-de-Sac Sunset by Hopefully Not Bad Lib on SoundCloud.com. That is our producer, Jimmy. You can follow him at his Twitter, which is Jimothy Jam. At Jimothy Jam. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it, folks. Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market Band. Uh, everybody, I like forgot what I was about to say. Everybody, it's time to play Space Channel 5. Play Space Channel 5. Have a good one. Bye.